You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode 103, and today we're putting it all together. If you've been with us the last three weeks, we've been talking about the three P's of building a great church. And of course, these are the people, the process, and the product. And we've looked at all three of these. And like we said, if you don't like the three P's, you can use the three S's. Your staff, your systems, and your services. But we're talking about the same things. And we talked about with people um, how they are our most important resource. And we have to be very wise in putting people in the right places. Too many organizations have the the right person in the wrong job or the wrong person in the right job or the wrong person in the wrong organization. And our goal, our job as leaders is to put people in the right position because what that does is it sets them up for success and ultimately it sets us and the organization or our church up for success. So we talked about how to build a great team. We talked about the elements that go into building a great team. And if you missed that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. And then the next week we talked about the process. And this is absolutely vital. Because when we talk about our processes, we're talking about our systems. We're talking about the things that we have put in place to set ourselves up for success. And you know, Uh, as we said, Andy Stanley very often says that we're getting the results from the systems that we have in place. In other words, we shouldn't be surprised at any of the results we're getting in our church or organization, our business, because we're going to get the exact results for the systems that we have in place. And in this episode, we went in and we talked about, I think, five important systems in our church and five important processes that we need to evaluate. And um, a couple of these, I can almost guarantee that you'll see an immediate increase in growth if you'll just change your system a little bit in the way that you do visitors and follow-up and then also in your children's ministry. Some tweaks there and you are setting yourself up for success. So look at your systems, look at what you have in place. And you know, sadly... So many churches, so many organizations have nothing. They have no systems whatsoever. Um, I've spoken in some of these churches. I was in one recently, and it didn't look like they had a system for anything. I talked to the pastor, and everything was, you know, just kind of free and easy. And, you know, you can do that when you've got a church of less than 100, at least for a little while. But eventually it's going to catch up with you. And if you don't put a structure in place, if you don't put a framework in place, and that's what your systems, your processes do, is they give you a framework for growth. So 
If you missed that episode, go back and listen to it because we talk about, again, five important systems that you need to evaluate in your church that are going to help you go to the next level. And then the third episode in this series is on the product. Three P's of building a great church. The third one is our product. Now you say, well, you know, David, I'm a pastor. What's my product? I'm not selling anything. Uh, But we are. Every Sunday, we are putting a product out there. During the week, if you have meetings during the week, you are putting a product out there. You know, you're not the only church in town. And when you think about it, pretty much churches all over your city do the same things. They worship, they pray, they have preaching, they have teaching, maybe they have small groups, Sunday school, whatever. But, you know, most churches pretty much offer the same kinds of services, the same kinds of things. Well, if that's the case, then why are some doing so much better than others? Why are some so successful, growing, new people coming in all the time, people coming to Christ? If we're all doing the same thing, why are some more successful than others? Well, we need to look at our product, how we're packaging it, and how we're presenting it. Because, you know, if, if you're a Christian and if I'm talking to a pastor, our message hasn't changed in 2,000 years. The message of the gospel never changes. But how we present that message is constantly changing and constantly evolving. If you're still using methods from 20 years ago or 30 years ago, you'll have a small core of people in that age demographic that enjoy the good old days and that old-time religion, but you're not going to grow. You're not going to grow with new people, younger people, and you're not going to reach that next generation. So how are we packaging and presenting our product? And so that is that was the third episode in this series. Check it out if you missed it. It'll be helpful. Well, now, after going through our people, our processes, and our product, what next? What do I have to do now, David? I've gone through these things. You've given me some ideas. What do I do next? Number one. We want to look at and evaluate our organization, our church, our business through these three lenses. You've got the tools. Now it's time to run everything through the tools and take a look. I would encourage you, don't try and do this yourself. Talk to your staff. Talk to your, if you're a pastor, talk to your other key leaders. If you're a business guy, Talk to your team. Run everything through these lenses. We want to evaluate everything. But if you don't have your team on board, you're going to be spinning your wheels. So share this material with them. Let them listen to the podcast. But get them involved. And what you'll find is, as you share these ideas and these thoughts and your your desire to evaluate what you're doing in the light of your people, your process, and your product, what you're going to find out is your team is going to rally around this. When you present this in the right way, they're going to go, this is awesome. And they're going to share some great insights. They're going to see things that you won't see. You can't see everything. That's why you have your team. 
and they're going to be able to help you through this process. Number two, small changes are better than no changes. The temptation is to think, oh, I've got to change everything overnight. Our people, our process, our product. I've got to go through. I've got to evaluate. I've got to do everything overnight. Look, we all know that doesn't work. In fact, what it's going to do is is it's going to set you up for failure and not success because you're going to frustrate your team. You're going to frustrate your people. Even the members in your church are going to get frustrated when they see everything changing in front of their eyes. People respond to gradual change. So small changes are better than no changes. Get started? Absolutely. And let's start making some changes. But small, gradual, steady, and consistent change is what's going to help you. Number three. Sometimes people ask me, they say, where do I start? I see areas with my people that I need to deal with. I've got a staff member I've got to get rid of, or I've got this hole that I have to fill and I haven't found the right person. Or, you know, oh, my processes. I don't have anything in place for visitors or follow-up. My finances are a mess. Uh, I, I can't keep volunteers. There's a, you know, uh, people coming in the front door and leaving out the back door. I don't have any way to retain people. So, I've got problems with our processes and our product, our services are boring and our worship is terrible. And Look, we all feel that way sometimes. We feel a little overwhelmed. So where do you start? Where do you start? I would say, I would ask yourself this question. Where is your greatest pain coming from in your church, business, or organization? Now, when I say pain, it might very well be a person. But then again, it might be the way that you're doing something. I'll give me an example. If you've ever been in a car ex- car accident, not a very pleasant thought, but if you've ever been in a car accident, the first thing you do is you start kind of evaluating. Okay, I can move my arms. I can move my hands. I can turn my head. Uh, oh, that knee hurts. It must have slammed into the dashboard. We go through and we evaluate and we start looking for where the pain is. So if you have a staff member that's causing problems, if there's, there's, there's people problems, if you've got conflict and issues, let's focus on people. Let's deal with those issues. If you've got problems in another area that's, that's really causing you problems, if you're in debt, if you are um, over your head financially as a church, It might be time to focus on your financial system. It might be time to look there. Um, If you haven't had visitors in three years and the church is not growing, in fact, you've got people leaving, obviously that might be a place to start because that's going to be a point of pain. So look at what hurts. What's the biggest area that you see right now that needs a little bit of help? Focus on it. If you're not happy with your church services, make some changes. If you're not happy with your processes, make some changes. With your people, make some changes. But pick one, start working on it, and then you can go to the others. Again, we don't have to change everything overnight. Now stick around. I've still got two more important thoughts to share with you. But I want to let you know this episode 
of leading and learning is brought to you by my website, davidspell.com. Check out davidspell.com. I publish three blog posts a week. Of course, it's all free. Just enter your email address and subscribe so we can stay in touch. All three blog posts will come right into your inbox. I write about so many things. Christian living, leadership, uh, do some news stories, book reviews. But it's designed to help you go farther in life. So check it out. Subscribe today. And while you're there, um, feel free to leave a comment, a question about anything, today's post, um, anything you want to talk about because I love interacting with my friends. While you're there, you can check out my resource page, look at my books, Leading and Learning Consulting. That's also there. So check it out. I know you're going to love it. give you a quick recap. We talked about um, how over the last three episodes we've talked about uh, the three P's of building a great church and those three P's are our people, our processes, and our product. And today we're kind of putting it all together and I'm giving you some, some thoughts and some insights on what's next. First of all, you want to look. It's time. It's time that you look and evaluate your church or your organization through these three lenses. Get your people involved, get your staff involved, but let's get going. Number two, small changes are better than no changes. Let's start small, let's start working, but let's not try and change everything overnight. Number three, if you say, where do I start? I say, where is your greatest pain coming from in your organization? If it's a person, let's focus on people. If it's a lack of systems or bad systems, let's focus on our processes. If it's our product, if you're not happy with how your product is is being presented, if you're a church, if you're not happy with how your services are going or your small groups program or anything else that you're offering, let's focus on our product. And now, number four, as you make some changes, as you begin to work, Going through the three P's, as you make these changes, evaluate and measure your progress. You know, what we measure is what really is going to help us go to the next level. It's hard to grow as a church if we don't have any idea how many folks we have coming on a Sunday morning. It's hard to know what... Uh, to grow as a church if we don't know what we averaged in attendance over the last year. It's hard to grow financially as a church if we're not monitoring um, our giving levels. So these are important things. So measuring and evaluating our progress. For example, after you make a tweak, after you make a change, after you make some addition to your visitors and, and, and follow-up, what kind of growth are you seeing? Measure it over the next month, three months, six months, over the next year. Since implementing that system, what changes have you seen? And after three months or six months, that's going to give you enough data to where you can say, okay, yes, this is working, or no, we need to keep working on it. 
And evaluation and measuring is going to be one of these things that you're going to do pretty much in each area. So evaluate, measure your progress, and then go back and tweak it some more if you need to. And then number five, so we're wrapping up. Number five, what's next is what we're talking about. How do we put these things together? Number five, do you need some help? Sometimes we need a fresh set of eyes and ideas. You know, small adjustments to your course can lead to big changes in where you end up. And sometimes it takes just a little push, just a little help to get unstuck. And we would love to help you. We specialize in helping small churches and medium churches go to the next level. If you think leading and learning would be able to help you, would be able to help your organization, your church, please feel free to reach out. David at davidspell.com. I would love to help you. And as I mentioned my website earlier, davidspell.com, while you're there, just click on the Leading and Learning Consulting tab. It'll take you to my consulting page. Take a look. See what services we offer. Maybe we can help you. Maybe we can't. But take a look there. See what, what we offer. There might be something there that would help you. So feel free to reach out. Feel free to get in touch. We would love to help you. I hope this material has been helpful, and I hope it uh, gives you some things to think about. And until next time, my friends, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue 